Hello and welcome to the Pixel Swim Podcast, episode 73. I am Steve Heinrich, your host, and this is the podcast where I take a dive into my personal journey through design and technology and where they meet, plus other tidbits I find interesting. This episode is being recorded and released on Friday, June 21st, 2019. Happy summer solstice, everybody. Longest day of the year. It all It's all downhill from here, but... Either way, I'm also trying something new this week. I'm recording this episode on the Moto X4 with the Moto X4 built-in microphone, so we will see. (laughs) Fingers crossed there's not too much background noise or that it doesn't cut out or give out on me at any points here, so I just wanted to run an experiment here. So uh, either way, visit pixelswim.com for all of the show notes and social links if you want to follow along or get in touch via social media, or leave a comment on the show notes page. Any feedback's always appreciated, as always. So that's, again, at pixelswim.com. So yeah, let's dive into our weekly feedback notes and links. I just wanted to start off by saying that, yeah, this episode is being recorded a day later. I did have some car troubles that I had to tend to yesterday. So uh, I will... just kind of go into it a little bit here. Why not? It's my, <laughs> you know, it's part of my my journey. A car is a piece of technology, so why not? But uh, either way, uh, I, I was having car troubles. Uh, I, I was out running an errand during my lunch break yesterday, and I noticed that the uh, the rear driver side brake uh, or the the tire slash brake started uh, scraping. The same started making a scraping sound. Um, this was kind of weird because actually two years ago, I actually had the back brakes replaced. Uh, they were the original back back brakes. And so, yeah, the, it was kind of a strange thing to hear them scraping so soon uh, after having them replaced, especially since I don't put a ton of miles on my car or any sort of hard braking miles. So, uh, so I thought that was kind of weird. Uh, it's just kind of disconcerting. So I did, uh, I was able to drive home from where I was. And then uh, later in the day, I was able to take off the back left tire and to inspect the brake pad. And indeed, it was (laughs) completely uh, pretty much metal on metal uh, brake pad onto rotor. So and yeah, so basically confirming the suspicions and the the horrible grinding sound that was only getting worse. Uh, So yeah, unfortunately, that was no fun, like I said, especially since those brakes are not very old. Uh, all the other brakes on my car are good, which is also the, a strange thing uh, when I was inspecting them anyway. Uh, so the, the, all the, the front brakes and the, the passenger side rear brake were fine. They were all looked fine. So they all had meat on the pads. So I started to talk with my father-in-law a bit. He knows a bit about cars, and he's kind of helped me out over the years. So uh, thank you to him. So he thought it was potentially a locked caliper, uh, which I've heard the word caliper before, but wasn't sure what it was exactly. So he thought that potentially it was uh, became locked up and essentially keeping the brake pad grinding on the on the rotor and wearing it down completely, which... Uh, I think that that might be it. So thanks to him for helping me diagnose that. But either way, uh, my car, and again, it kind of makes sense a little bit. Uh, my car does sit a lot more now that I work at home over the last few years. And we've had a lot of rain and uh, and just uh, kind of moisture in the air this uh, spring slash summer. So there's a lot of potential for 
uh, things to rust or to, you know, lock up or season and stuff like that. So I do have about 160,000 miles on my car. <laughs> Most of that is from when I was still driving into work. It's a 2012 car, so it's not a spring chicken anymore. You know, it's kind of getting around the, the age where, you know, certain things may start to happen. So, uh, but either way, I was able to use the order online and pick up in store at a local parts store uh, over here. And I was, it was pretty seamless that, that experience. So I was able to, to order those and pick them up uh, today on Friday. And uh, it's actually at the shop, hopefully being repaired right now. So uh, yeah, that's a kind of a, you know, it's never fun <laughs> having any sort of car issues, but luckily it could have been a lot worse. Obviously I don't drive into work so I didn't have to miss any any work, and then we also have my wife's car as well, and she's currently off and will be uh, starting a, a job in the end of July, which is also news. <laughs> I don't want to go too much into that now, but yeah, so we're, we're happy that's happening. Could have been a lot worse. Uh, hopefully everything will be back up and running pretty soon, but yeah, that's kind of why I was tending to that yesterday, making sure I you know, got my ducks in a row in order to get that fixed so I can start using my car because I do have to go into work two times next week, which <laughs> may make the podcast recording a little more, little difficult as well uh, as far as time goes. But either way, I just wanted to throw that out there. Well, that's why I missed yesterday and also just to kind of go over, you know, the events and talk them out because I'm allowed to. This is my podcast. So <laughs> either way, thanks to everybody who was understanding on MeWe and Twitter uh, for that uh, when I posted that I wouldn't have an episode. So, yeah. All right, so let's move on in our notes here. Uh, I just want to go over some feedback that I missed from episode 71. So a couple episodes ago, I did forget that on the discuss or on the comment section on the show notes page for episode 71, uh, Keith Bartlett did leave uh, some feedback about the Firefox monitor uh, a website that I had shared on that episode, basically the the website where you can go on and see your, or see rather see if your email address was part of any sort of breach going back to 2007, I believe it was. But he said that he tried it out. Uh, he did find that his email address was targeted, <laughs> which sucks. But uh, it's good, good information to know, as always. And uh, he's just said, thanks for sharing the link. So yeah, I'm glad. I'm, I was sorry that he had found something. Uh, and I was actually going to go over the Firefox monitor thing this episode because I think I forgot to go over it last episode to, to go over what I found as far as uh, my data breach history. Uh, but I think I'm going to keep that for next time. Probably I got other stuff to to go over this time. So thank you, Keith, for leaving that feedback. And I actually thank you to Kyle Helms who left feedback via Twitter. Uh, he And this is also about the the Firefox monitor website. I, and I did notice uh, after after Kyle mentioned this something, but uh, he says it's Firefox Monitor is just I have been pwned.com or P W N D, which is like owned, uh, which is by Troy Hunt. I think I've mentioned him in the past, and Kyle's talked to to me about him in the past. He's a rel- well respected security guy uh, who basically I think that's where they get all the information for Firefox Monitor. And I did notice after I ran my email address through Firefox Monitor that there was uh, a link, uh, or yeah, a link slash note that said information from I have been pwned. (laughs) I think that's how you say it. I'm just going to say I have been owned because that's kind of where it came from. But either way, thank you to Kyle for mentioning that. Uh, He also mentioned uh, that you could actually set up a pie hole instead of that 
Winston online privacy device that I had mentioned in episode 71 as well. So yeah, I just want to make sure I went over that feedback real quick with, uh, I didn't want to forget it. <laughs> I forgot it last time. So uh, thank you, Keith and Kyle. So also this time, I want to say thank you to uh, some people who left feedback on MeWe. Uh, Simon Nobbs and Guillermo Ortiz both commented on after the last episode, episode 72, uh, about me getting a new phone. Uh, kind of, basically, it was, you know, this the, the message of both of those was, you know, you're a phone geek, you're going to get a new phone. It's, it's The temptation is too much, and it's honestly, uh, it was only a matter of time, and that's kind of what my, I put in response to them on there. So thank you. Uh, both Guillermo and Simon for the same sort of message about phones. And Simon actually mentioned as well that uh, it would actually kind of make the, the show more interesting <laughs> if I uh, had different devices to talk about. So, yeah, I mean, I've, I've had a bunch of devices when I started the podcast. I think I talked about a few of them, and now I really slowed down, obviously, with my LG G6 uh, and trying to keep that through 2019. But, uh, you know things change. So I guess I lost the challenge as Guillermo put it, put it on MeWe. So, uh, it, you know, it's a challenge that was inevitably I was going to lose at some point. It was too, too tempting not to, to get something else. And then also on MeWe, I want to say thank you to Mike Latori, who left some feedback about uh, Portland and some good places in Portland. He mentioned the Mult, <laughs> give me a second. Mult, Noma Falls waterfall. He says it's one of the uh, best waterfalls that he's ever been to in his life, and he said he's been to a few. So, uh, and that's uh, right outside of Portland. And he also mentioned, and I, and then this is a tidbit that I knew about in the past, is that some of the street names uh, in Portland are actually, uh, if you have, are a fan of The Simpsons. Uh, some of the characters' last names come from street names in Portland. I think I believe one of the writers actually lived there, and that's kind of where they gleaned some of the names for. Uh, specifically, uh, Mike mentions that sideshow Bob Terwilliger. Uh, there's a Terwilliger Boulevard in Portland, and also a an area in Portland uh, named after a guy named, uh, Asa Lovejoy. And if you know Reverend Lovejoy on The Simpsons, that's where that comes from. So, uh, those, I'm going to keep an eye out for those street names in Portland because I am a huge Simpsons fan. So I think that'll be interesting to, to look, to look for some of those. I, I might even look them up beforehand. <laughs> I was telling Mike that those would be pretty fun tweets to, to post, uh, as far as a vacation goes. Uh, you know, I love the Simpsons. I think that connection is pretty cool. So thanks, Mike, for leaving feedback about Portland. It's definitely nice to have info from people who have been there. So very cool. All right. So that moves us into our LGG6 weekly report. So yeah, this is still going on, even though I bought the Moto X4. Uh, my SIM card is still in the LG G6, still my main device, my daily driver. Obviously, I'm using the Moto X4 to record this, but, uh, <laughs> I, you know, who knows how much longer the the G6 will be, have my SIM card in it, but it still is in there. I'm still using it as my main device. Uh, there's not a whole lot to report. Uh, the phone is pretty reliable with all this car stuff that I've had going on. I've had to make, you know, phone calls and arrange things to, to get it fixed. And uh, it's been really uh, easy to do that with the, the G6 because it is a very reliable phone. Uh, the lag on it is very, very minimal, you know, even though it is getting a little long in the tooth, but it, uh, it's still still working well. Just happy to, to have it in my 
in my collection here and as my main device. So I'm not not going to dump the G6 quite yet. Uh, it's still a really solid device overall. That's kind of, I think, my overall impression of the G6. It's just a really solid device. So uh, I think that's it, though, for this week's LG G6 Weekly Report. All right, so I just wanted to give an update on that uh, Soda Pop Bluetooth speaker because I got another update from, from them. Uh, that's that Indigo, Indiegogo uh, crowdfunded Bluetooth speaker that with the soda bottle that, that screws into it for extra, extra goodness. Uh, they did send another email and then that my, the black version of the Soda Pop Bluetooth speaker should be shipping out in about uh, three weeks. So, and uh, my, my big <laughs> response to that is, uh, we'll see, maybe. So, uh, they've been at least keeping everybody up to date. Um, I'm having a little bit more confidence that they may actually ship at this time, but who knows what uh, sort of hurdles they'll, they'll run into next. But uh, I think I got that back in September, so hopefully we'll get it in soon, and hopefully I can actually use that Bluetooth speaker. So that's uh, fingers crossed, but uh, just thought I'd throw in a little update because I got an update. So still looking forward to reviewing that at some point and, and seeing if the if it was worth the <laughs> worth the investment. But anyway, all right, I wanted to do a quick and short review of the Polar Cell uh, battery that I got for my Lumia 950. I posted on Twitter that I got it in and I was going to test it out. And basically, the, the short, and short rundown of it is that it works really well. It works just like a new battery. Uh, I think it's actually rated as a 3200 milliamp hour battery, uh, when the original OEM battery is 3000 milliamp hours. But it basically runs uh, the same as the, as the OEM battery. Uh, there's no, and no issues with any sort of drain or anything like that. So I'm not, uh, I'm not not complaining it's it works well it's a it's a good to have a a good solid backup battery for that 950 so and any sort of i noticed that it it drains basically the the same as the when it when i first got the phone with the OEM battery in it uh and honestly this is not uh, the battery's fault this is microsoft and you know they're they're not not optimizing the the phone to work super well, you know, and, and then the chipset, I believe the Snapdragon 808 is in, is what's in the Lumia 950, so that's not, uh, yeah, there's no way around that one being uh, an efficient processor, so, uh, it, yeah, so it runs like normal, basically the Polar Cell battery runs like normal, but I just wanted to throw back a little feedback on that, so I'll put a link in the show notes for that if you want to get one of those for your Lumia 950, <laughs> uh, which if you have one and you're still using it, it's definitely a good idea. So, And thanks again to AAWP for uh, going over and our Steve Litchfield creating a, an article this week pimping the Lumia 950. I think it was this week, either way, recently. Uh, I think after he had published the 950XL pimping article. So I <laughs> always appreciate Steve pushing on in the, the Windows Phone world. So I'll put a link in the show notes for that. All right, so the last bit of my notes here is uh, not to bury the lead, but the Moto X4 has arrived. Uh, this is a device that I have had in the past, not this exact version or model. Uh, this is, again, the Moto X4 black version, the 64 gigabyte uh, of storage version with four gigabytes of RAM. 
and it also is the Android One version, so the the quote unquote more stock version, I guess you could say. Uh, and it did come with Android Pie out of the box. So I gotta say on this Moto X4 that I'm not a huge fan of the the fact that it's an Android One variant versus the uh, Moto version, which is actually the version I think I bought last summer as uh, the 32 gigabyte Motorola version of the phone. So this is, I think this was for Google Fi, this specific Android One version at some point, but I know that I, I'm pretty sure that Motorola is selling the Google Fi version on their website right now. You can get a good deal on that, but either way, not a big fan of the Android One variant. Uh, just, you know, mostly because I thought there's, uh, I put a few reasons here. The default launcher uh, on the Android One variant, and this, I think this is just kind of the way it goes as far as uh, Android Pie these days, as far as uh, sort of the stock launcher experience. Uh, and I, I've heard this talked about in the past, is that there's two non-removable Google-centric uh, widgets on the home screen, on the out of the box on the X4 now. Uh, one is like the weather one <laughs> again i haven't dealt with uh stock android in a while so and there's also the search widget which is at the bottom as well and again this is uh the way that i think android is going as far as pi and and, and stock android but i'm just not a fan <laughs> of the fact that that's kind of how the stock launcher comes but uh, not a huge deal, uh, because I actually installed Nova Launcher on it, uh, which actually makes it a lot more sense on a stock device if using Nova Launcher. Uh, I don't, I, I've tried it on the G6, and there's, you know, as far as the UI goes, it just doesn't quite match up with the, the LG software. So, uh, but on the, the Moto X4, Nova Launcher actually looks great. It actually matches up really well with everything, because it kind of has that that stock uh, Android look to it. So it, it, it meshes well with the device and, and and it works well. So I've decided to just keep Nova Launcher on there and, and you know, problem solved. So that'll that'll work for me on the Moto X4. Uh, can, like I said, because the UI matches up super closely. But uh, as far as the Moto Actions go, I did notice in the Moto Actions uh, on this Android One version that there is no fingerprint sensor uh, but uh, navigation. Uh, basically, uh, I remember having the Moto version. Uh, you could set it up in the Moto Actions app, which adds all of the extra Motorola functionality on top of it, like double chop for flashlight and twist for camera and that and that kind of thing. But either way, in the Moto Actions app on the Android One version, there is no uh, na fingerprint navigation where you could swipe to the right to go to your recent apps, swipe to the left to go back, and then tap the button for home. I noticed that option is missing out of the Moto Actions. I don't know if they took it out in Pi or if it's just because it is the Android One version and they want you to use the home buttons uh, because of the Google Assistant functionality. I don't know. Uh, but either way, everything else is there pretty much in the Moto Actions, so I'm not too upset by that. I'm happy to use the, the on-screen home and back and recent apps buttons. Not a big deal for me. Uh, just a few comparisons of this Moto X4 real quick to my G6, just things that are 
you know, pretty straightforward and noticeable right off the bat uh, is I keep putting my index finger on the camera lens on the Moto X4. <laughs> and the reason I do this is because I am so acclimated with the LG G6, which has the fingerprint sensor on the back of the device, that, that my finger naturally just kind of goes there and looks for a little glass area, uh, a little glass indentation on the back. So I have uh, been smudging up the X4's camera because my finger, that's where my finger lays when I'm using a phone right now. I mean, it, that just kind of goes to show you that you can get used to using a device no matter where the fingerprint sensor is. And obviously on the X4, it is on the front, which is really nice. Um, nice to have that option. So uh, another big thing that's noticeable right off the bat is the fact that the Moto X4 has a 16, 16.9 uh, screen. Uh, which is, you know, kind of the, the way things were for a long time uh, versus the, the LG G6, which has the 18 by 9 screen. And the, the, there's a, you know, huge bezel, quote unquote, huge bezels on the X4 versus the G6, which has, you know, uh, a lot smaller bezels. So it's, you know, the front and experience with the screens is a little bit different. Uh, in my opinion, uh, I could go either way. <laughs> either one will work for me. Uh, both devices are about are very similarly sized as far as the chassis of the phone goes, so that's not really much of a difference. Uh, the I think the G6 is a little less wide, just barely, uh, so it's a little easier to hold on to, but it's not enough to make much of a difference. But uh, the speaker on the X4 is not as good as the LG G6 speaker. Uh, it's just not as clear. Uh, I've noticed but still very good for listening to podcasts, uh, which is what I use it for most. And I did notice, because I have been loading up the X4 with, you know, getting it set up as I like it, so I have been listening to podcasts through it now via Podcast Addict, and I have noticed that the battery doesn't drain as quickly on the Moto X4 uh, when playing podcasts, because the battery... Uh, are the speaker on each on on phones, especially if it has any sort of quality, usually drains the battery fairly fast. I, I've noticed on my my LG G6 when I listen to uh, podcasts all day through that speaker uh, that the battery will be you know around lunchtime will be at about fifty percent if I'm listening all morning and into lunch uh, if I'm listening to the podcast it does drain actually fairly quickly and I just throw it on the Qi charger and let it charge up, you know, for a little bit, and that's kind of how that goes, but uh, the X4 doesn't drain nearly as quickly, and it could just be because the speaker isn't as powerful, uh, you know, different component and that kind of thing, and uh, so, but it sounds perfectly good for podcasts, you know, there's a little bit of fidelity there, and it works, it'll work uh, if, I, if I use it as my daily driver to listen to podcasts, so... Uh, those are just kind of some of the, the main things and the comparisons. I, I just wanted to go over the fact that I got the X4 in and I have been setting it up. And I'm pretty sure at some point in the future, uh, not too distant future, very soon in the next few days, probably I'll be I'll probably put my SIM card into the Moto X4 and, try, and use it for a little bit as my main device. Uh, again, kind of trumping all of this LG uh, G6 stuff that I was, you know, going through trying to use it through the year. But uh, that's not to say that it, I won't uh, go back to the G6 at some point. But, you know, it's just fun to to switch between devices and get a little bit of a different experience. And it is kind of crazy how, uh, going back to the screen for a second, how different the LCDs are on each of these devices. Uh, I feel like the 
The X4 actually has a much more saturated LCD look. Uh, it's a pretty, I, I would say overall, it's a nicer LCD on the, on the Moto X4 uh, versus the G6. And, and, and the G6 isn't bad by any means. It's just not as, uh, not as poppy with the colors, I guess you could say, which is fine. You know, I, I don't mind a natural, more natural color looking uh, display. Uh, they just each have their own thing going on. So yeah, overall, I'm, you know, I'm happy that I got this X4 in. When I first got it and opened up the box, uh, it was a little, it was a, li <laughs> there was a little bit of regret going through me, like, oh my god, this Android One version, not, you know, the biggest fan of what's going on with this, you know, a lot of this stock stuff. But uh, you know, as you settle into the device, get it set up and kind of customized how you want it, it becomes a little bit more, you know, feels a little bit better as far as personalization goes and. You know, one of those, uh, I think I can make this work. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with all of that. I'll, you know, continue to report back. Obviously, I'm going to kind of, you know, use the cameras a little bit more. And it, they both have a similar setup with their cameras where they have a regular regular camera, quote-unquote, and then a wide-angle camera, uh, both on the on the back there. So both have the similar setup, which is, I think, why I've, why I've gravitated so much towards these devices I think that's my favorite setup as of right now. I don't do a ton of portrait mode or anything like that. I don't, I don't zoom a lot on my devices. So yeah, that's, uh, that's where I'm at with that. And I think that's it for this week. So yeah, let's wrap things up here on the Pixel Swim podcast, episode 73. I appreciate everybody tuning in. As usual, you can go to pixelswim.com for all the show notes so you can find all the links to everything that I talked about today, uh, anything that I mentioned. And uh, let me know how the quality was on this. Again, I recorded it on the Moto X4 because I thought I would experiment with that. So let me know if the, the quality of the podcast, as far as sound goes, was okay. Uh, I hope it didn't tear up anybody's ears. <laughs> I hope it wasn't too jarring when the, the podcast first started. But yeah, thanks for tuning in. Tune in next week for episode 73 when I'll probably talk a little bit more about the X4. And I'm guessing that I'll be using it with my sim card at that point and if the you know if the recording goes okay maybe i'll record the podcast again on it but uh why not you know i just uh didn't want to have you know it's a little bit easier to do it on the phone you know than breaking out the the microphone with the cord and everything and getting it, everything set up not that it's an inconvenience you know it's just one of those uh you know why not why not try this out you know it's a, i talk a lot about mobile tech why not use some mobile tech to record this uh, and the funny thing, too, is I think the last time I had the Moto X4 is when I recorded the episode with my niece, Azure. So we both, uh, that's, uh, I'm pretty sure our interview was on the Moto X4. So why not? Why not try it again? <laughs> Either way, let's, uh, let's close it out for this week. Uh, I appreciate everybody having patience for the day late episode. Uh, again, tune in next week for episode 73, pixelswim.com for all the contact stuff. And yeah, have a great afternoon or evening, uh, Friday night, or Saturday night, or breakfast or lunch or dinner, or whatever time it is when you're listening to this. So thanks again, and Godspeed. Godspeed.